Hills Talk 1041. Hello, everyone. Good morning. My name is Nick Reed. I mean, is there any more perfect scenario than the the National Christmas tree in Washington, D.C. toppling over yesterday? Did you see that? No, I did yes, not see yes, that. Just <laughs> that is a representation of what I, is happening. Is uh, I, I mean, it could not happen at a better time to. That is us as a nation. A, 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 to better, <laughs> someone asked on social media, "Was it trying to walk upstairs?" <laughs> a lot of analogies, of course, and comparisons to Biden, the Biden administration. You know, oh, there's our economy, there's our country, right? Um, you know, walking upstairs. Um, I, I, it, it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's perfect, I suppose. The uh, National Christmas tree toppled over Tuesday, prompting a blizzard of jokes and memes on social media at <laughs> Biden's expense. At least we still have our humor. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when nothing else is left, you have humor. A powerful gust of wind knocked down the tree, which is appropriate because that's what we were told knocked him over that time he was going up Air Force One. Remember uh, yes. Kareem Jean-Pierre? She's like, well, it was windy. Now, not too windy, of course, for a plane to take off, but so windy, <laughs> it literally blew him over. I'm not sure if you've ever been in, I, I, to me, I mean, those are, I, I've seen people standing there doing reports in hurricane uh, uh, winds, and, and they're leaning into it, but they're not falling over. So the idea that the winds would That's be. That's a different type of wind, clearly. Yeah, yeah, it is a different type of wind, uh, but Air Force One, and I know it's a magnificent um uh, plane, uh, but I always thought that it seemed a little dangerous to take off in winds that were so strong. Uh, Joe Biden could not withstand them and, and fell over. But that's how the tree fell over as well, which I suppose is why many people wondered if there were stairs involved. Um, the National Park Service is currently evaluating the National Christmas tree, which fell over during a strong wind gust, the agency said, this is the National Park Service, as the saying goes, the show must go on. And the National Park Service and our event partners are looking at all possibilities to ensure a successful event this year. You know what else would be perfect? The Biden administration should just claim, no, it's it's standing. Just leave it where it is. And then have Corrine Jean-Pierre come out and talk about how the tree is standing uh, and how it is nothing but MAGA Republicans that are spreading false rumors that the tree has fallen over. Uh, get all of the Democrat operatives out there. Claire McCaskill can go on with Joe Scarborough and, and talk about how, uh, you know, the only reason people are falsely claiming that the tree fell over in the wind is because uh, Joe Biden loves his son. And, uh, I, I, you know, Joe, just play into to this, the approach should be the same as it is with everything else. The border is secure. The economy is wonderful. Uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was uh, this most uh, amazing military feat that the world has ever seen, and everyone was fully supportive of it. I mean, just take the same approach. That tree is standing. It is the most beautifully lit tree that we've ever seen, and never... Could somebody like Donald Trump have such a majestic Christmas tree standing and withstanding such high winds as the Joe Biden tree has has, uh, has withstood? So or they I, that's could twist it, it for like a, a climate change perspective. Mm, yeah. Have some protesters out there. Yeah, that's yeah. There, there are a I number of angles. Too. They're probably sitting around having this discussion. Uh, 
let's see who the House Judiciary GOP tweeted out national Christmas tree falls down perfectly summing up Joe Biden's presidency Uh, from Newsmax Jen Pellegrino tweeted guess it will have to use the short stairs up Air Force One uh and uh, yeah, yeah you get the theme here it it just could not have happened during a more appropriate presidency than this one we've got a look at the weather coming up here in moments uh, relatively nice actually and a hu- reminder we've got oh our happy hour a retro metro uh four to six this friday Guess who's going to be there? Who? Cam. Oh, good. Talked to Cam from The Great Escape, and she, I, I, I mentioned it to her. She goes, oh, this Friday? And I said, yes. And uh, at the end of the conversation, uh, uh, I said something about, well, maybe we'll see you Friday. She said, oh, we'll, we plan on being there. Oh, good. So Cam will be there. Uh, it, this would be a great... Uh, well, we, we just want everyone to come out. Uh, Retro Metro is going to be closed. Uh, and so we, we're going to have the place to ourselves. I tell you that. So when you show up and you're like, well, it looks like it's closed. It is. But but we're having our happy hour there, four to six. And we're going to have a big prize thing that we're going to be giving away as part of um, the day going around different businesses and getting different ideas for Christmas. And, and there's going to be some great stuff in there, stuff from... Um, Aviary Cafe, Wonders of Wildlife, Ming Auto Beauty Center, um, Hy-Vee, um, Quick Draw Gun in Monette, uh, Just for Him. I think I'm hitting everyone that will have uh, uh, giveaways, and it's all going to go to one person. So it's a, sort of our Christmas happy hour, and want everybody to come out. If you're going on The Great Escape, though, it's always fun prior to The Great Escape, uh, which is coming up in a few months. To get together, uh, Cam will be there. So any of the questions you have, we are going to, for those of you who haven't been on one of these before, have what we call it a document party, for lack of a better term. But this is usually a couple weeks before we leave. Everybody gets together. Any rele- uh, relevant documents you get and then Q&A sort of situation. So we will be having that. Uh, and someone had asked, which we may want to respond on the talk. And t- I'm trying to. Oh, they just had texted in 604 uh, asking if there was a Facebook page for those going on oh, the 2024 Great Yes, there is. I will send it to that person. There you go. Uh, Cam, yesterday I was able to do a virtual tour of the resort, given that this resort in the Dominican Republic, Punta Cana, that we have been to is one of my very favorite uh, studio setups that we've ever had. And she was asking, you remember the name of the restaurant? And I And so I sent her a picture of the exact... This is where we were set up, and it faces the ocean. It's fantastic. And she said, oh, I recognize that. I remember that. So we're, we're getting everything planned and underway. And for those that aren't going, don't worry. You shall hear us as we broadcast from Punta Cana. That's coming up April, is it 10th or 13th? Or, uh, I think I don't it's know, the 13th. Somewhere around there. Latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. The 19-year-old charged with the murder of Chavez Wynn will not be getting out on bond. Elijah Bedell is at the Greene County Jail, accused of killing Wynn and injuring his pregnant girlfriend in a drive-by shooting in downtown Springfield earlier this month. Several members of Wynn's family showed up to the hearing Tuesday. His girlfriend spoke in front of the judge, stating Bedell is a danger to the community and that she and Wynn had never met Bedell before the shooting. Two other teen suspects are charged in juvenile court for Wynn's murder. Bedell will be back in court next 
week. The man who helped Dennis Cleveland, the owner of Affordable Towing, tamper with the emission systems on tow trucks, was sentenced in federal court to the exhaust systems and monitoring devices. Cleveland took his trucks to Robert Dykes' business for alterations to the exhaust systems and monitoring devices. Dykes will be sentenced to two years of probation and fined $500 for his role. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. And that first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, cloudy 59 today. Slight chance of rain tonight down to 41. Rain expected tomorrow with a high of 52. Coming up, big endorsement from what is largely viewed as a a conservative activist group uh, for Nikki Haley. On the flip side, Donald Trump getting a big endorsement from a leader of a Black Lives Matter chapter who has declared that the Democrats are there. He's done with the Democrats screwing over the black population. And so, you know, it's clear just Trump, his policies were better for all Americans and black Americans. And so throwing his support to Trump, the world is upside down, friend. What's the deadline for Santa's angel? It is December 13th. I believe that is a Wednesday. So we've only got just a couple more weeks. You're a little congested over there. I am. I'm slowly losing my voice. Boo, I know. Poor thing. But you look just lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate that. I'm trying to make good on the fight we had on air yesterday. <laughs> Somebody was like, now, 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 kids. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I, I got tickled on Facebook Live, yeah. We're an old married couple. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. We're not, by the way, we, we're not actually married. I point that out for people that don't. A lot of people thought that we were at one point. <laughs> yes, a lot of people thought you were carrying my child there for a while. Yes, they did. <laughs> well, you know, you don't know. And, I know. And, you know <laughs> well, they just didn't know. Because somebody had once asked, they're like, now, are you two married? And we're like, oh, no. Ew, ew. No. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I know. We, we both did that. We're like, yeah. ew. <laughs> Gross. Oh, man. All right. So Santa's Angels, we do have the trees up. Um, I, I don't know. We, we should probably check in and see what we're looking at in terms of kids that are adopted. The pattern generally follows the same path every year where uh, just a couple days before there are uh, kids that have not been adopted and Sarah starts to panic. And so... Every year prior to that, I encourage people to go adopt all the kids early. That way we don't have that moment. So hopefully we can avoid that moment because you all do come through. You always come through. And we do have the Santa's Angels trees up. Um, this is for kids at KVC Missouri. I'm talking about kids that either don't have parents or they have parents that are maybe in jail or they're facing, they've been taken away from their parents because they have horrible, horrible uh, home lives. Many of them, you know, their parents didn't don't even know when Christmas is uh, on the day of Christmas because of their well conditions. And and it, you know, it's just a, it's a bad deal. So we try to give these kids a great Christmas. We try to give them one that is a personal touch. And instead of just asking for random donations, we arrange to have these kids make a Christmas list of things that that hey, if someone were, you know. If you were having a Christmas and somebody was trying to think of a, of a gift for you, um, what would you ask for? And then we take those lists. Sarah does all this stuff, and, and we make these paper ornaments and have the child's first name, their age, their list, 
and uh, some other information on there. And then we ask that you adopt them out. And, and the gifts, obviously, are important. But part of the gift is them knowing that somebody picked them. Because sometimes these are kids that have never been picked for anything in their lives, even for their own, by their own family. And to give them that is something that most of us can't fathom the positive and touching impact they can have. And so that's why we put a little more effort into it in order to make that connection. And we ask that you stop at one of our four locations to um, uh, pick out a kid or two or however many you want. You don't have to get everything that's on their list, by the way. And you can get things that aren't on the list if you want to. Uh, I would ask that at least one item so that they don't feel as if they're totally random, that they do recognize that, oh, somebody actually did see my list. Somebody actually did pick me. Um, and, and so for that reason, I would ask that at least one item on the list, uh, beyond that, it is up to you. We've got anchor tactical supply, South Campbell, a one custom car care, the West sunset location, crown power and equipment on East chestnut expressway in green County freight and food sales on Kearney. And if you need any information, you can go to KSGF.com, Santa's angels and get it there. All right, let's start with Trump endorsements. Black Lives Matter leader endorses Trump for 2024, accuses Dems of racist policies, quote, we're not stupid. A a, a Black Lives Matter leader threw his support behind former President Trump in the 2024 race for the White House, accusing Democrats of these policies. Mark Fisher, who is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter Rhode Island, joined Fox and Friends to discuss why some black voters are leaving the Democrats as they contemplate who they will vote for in the 2024 presidential election. Fisher told Lawrence Jones on Tuesday, it's the duplicity of the Democrats, the hypocrisy. We're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We understand when someone's for us and when someone is not, it's obvious the Democrat Party is not for us. Better late than never. And... While there have always been people of all colors who have recognized this reality, there's still a very significant portion of the black population that is not recognizing this. I mean, as if slavery weren't enough, the Klan wasn't enough. I mean, these were all... Democrat Party platforms, uh, the the Klan from the Democrat Party, slavery, the Democrat Party, segregation, the Democrat Party. Every official policy or organization that gathered for the purposes of keeping black people separate, uh, these are Democrat Party policy. And even today, they've brought segregation back. I mean, we thought we were done with it. So many of us grew up learning about segregation and the evils of separating black people from white people, despite the fact that the segregationists, you know, claim that it was just better for the races. It was better to do that. It was better for black people to, quote, be with their own. And if I had been told that Democrats would bring that back for the same reasons, oh, it's just better. Oh, let's have all the kids of color over here. It's better for them that way. I, I mean, <laughs> there are some themes within the Democrat Party that have not changed since the Democrat Party's been in existence, particularly when it comes to people of color. And so while it is great that this recognition exists, 
you know, to declare that, well, all of the sudden, you know, well, we've woke. Yeah, it's just like this isn't anything new. It's not as if the Democrats have recently abandoned the the African-American community. I just look at the results. I mean, this is the thing for me, and I know it is for a lot of you. The rhetoric is irrelevant to me. It, it, it isn't to say that you should not listen to people and assess what they claim they're going to do and what their plans are, because sometimes they are transparent about these things. But, but just look at the results. Can you imagine? We, it's, we, we live in such a... The, the approach that we take regarding elected officials is so detached from the approach that we take from everything else. There are masses of us that regardless of, of economic background, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of all these differences that we're told are supposed to be very significant and pit us against one another. If we're going to hire somebody to do work on our home or on our vehicle. We generally ask, you know, well, what were the results? What do we do? We go online, we look at reviews. And when you have the option of here's one star review, here's five star review and lots and lots of like 5,000 reviews, 5,000, you got one and five. Most normal people are going to, well, clearly (laughs) I'm not going to go to the one star review Every Democrat-run city in this country is one out of five stars. One out of five stars when it comes to education. One out of five stars when it comes to the gap between the wealthy and the the poor. One out of five stars when it comes to um, uh, crime issues. I mean, you, you just go down the list. And... And it's not as if the citizens in those cities disagree. They are the ones that march through the streets, that pitch a fit, yet they decide, oh, yeah, let's continue with the one-star people when it comes time to, to rehire. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get the same person. I mean, it's it's such an odd thing, given that we don't generally treat other decisions that way. If I go to a mechanic and I just really get screwed over, maybe I give them a second chance, get screwed over again. They have tons of one stars. I give them one star. But then when it comes time, two years from now, to decide where to take my vehicle, I'm going to go to that same place. That's what they do. These, these people on the left, it's just, it's an amazing and remarkable thing. And the fact that the Democrat Party, the party of slavery, the party of the Klan, the party of Planned Parenthood developed in part to cleanse us of the black population, the party of segregation, and the party of the inner city. And that you have 80 plus percent of that population vote for the Democrat Party. It's, to me, it is insane. But what are you going to do? 
Well, at least, according to one leader of Black Lives Matter, it's to break away. And there are increasing numbers of these individuals. And when you listen to them, this is what's interesting and positive. It's because of results. Talked uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks, the increasing number of black celebrities that have come out saying, yeah, they're going to support Trump or at the very least not support Biden because of the results. It's interesting whenever there are individuals that are uh, uh, people of color that are celebrities that talk about you know how they don't like Republicans. It's always what name calling racism. They're, they're, they, there's never anything about actual results. But when you have people of color who take the opposite position, it's like you know what we're not. I'm not going to support Democrats any longer. I'm going to support a Republican, or I'm going to support the small government individual. I'm going to support Trump. And what do they talk about? They talk about the actual results. It's not because of name calling. It's results. Azalea Banks, black artist, moved from Los Angeles to Miami several weeks ago, just talked about how much safer she feels in a Republican-run state, how she's going to support Trump. There was some other artist, a, a black artist, uh, I think it was last week we talked about, similar message. Things are just better. They're better. And when you have Mark Fisher, and uh, frankly, I don't know anything about the guy's background. No one, this wouldn't even be a news item if it weren't for the fact that he was co-founder of a chapter. This is Rhode Island of Black Lives Matter. So clearly this is what makes it news. And I know nothing of his background, but the fact of the matter is you have here yet another individual that is coming out and saying, this is, I'm supporting Trump because results And increasingly, this is the difference between Trump and Biden, Trump and Democrats, Trump and many Republicans. For Democrats, name-calling, scare tactics. By the way, the latest, they're floating the idea of uh, Trump is going to take away all your health care. I kid you not. They're going back to that one. It's all just scare, scare, scare. People who support Trump, it's like, oh, uh, let's look at his actual results here. Now, you tell me. Which is the wiser approach? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick. I'm mentioning Mechanics A1 Custom Car Care. Their go-to. They've been my go-to for uh, 13, 14 years now. I recommend them for the work. They have three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. And, you know, I heard um, uh, the show with Sarah on Saturday, or at least part of it, with Dustin Atwood. And, you know, he made a comment uh, just talking about the work they do and referencing that, you know, nobody's perfect. And, and of course, you know, you, you strive to constantly improve yourself. And it's that recognition that I appreciate because it's one, I mean, nobody is perfect. And some people, if they want to believe, well, we will never, ever make a mistake. And so when there is one made, they refuse to believe it. And they, you know, if they ever do, it's begrudgingly with A1 Custom Car Care, they recognize that, you know, things happen. And it is a car, you know. I mean, sometimes there are mysteries, and it takes a while to figure it out, and there's some guessing and checking. And it's because they want to long-term ultimately do the best for you. That means a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty in case something does 
goof and go wrong, even if it's two years down the road, 30,000 miles later and, and apart. Uh, ends up that was that was replaced going kaput for some reason. You go to the front of the line because they want to make good on it. That's what you get with A1 Custom Car Care. Coming up, Americans for Prosperity endorsing Nikki Haley for president. Does it matter? This is a this is conservative organization. At the same time, you have these, with bated breath, uh, Sununu plans to crown his New Hampshire Trump alternative in the next few weeks. What does this mean? That next, the American Transmissions talk and text line is 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from, is this Boys to Men? I have no idea. This has got to be Boys to Men. All right, well, let's wait and see. I feel them coming in here in three. Come on. Oh, just get on. Let's hear. Nope. Okay, you were wrong. I was very wrong. First alert forecast, color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, cloudy 59 for a high today with a slight chance of overnight rain down to 41, rain 52 tomorrow. Nikki Haley, once served as U.N. ambassador and South Carolina governor, receiving a major endorsement from one of the biggest conservative activist group in the country, Americans for Prosperity. The endorsement adds another layer of complexity to the current Republican presidential primary. Does it? Does it? I don't think that this makes a lick of difference. I, I, I just, and here's why. In order for someone like, well, let me back up. It doesn't make a lick of difference in terms of this presidential election contest and whom it is that's going to get the Republican nomination. Because in order for that to occur, if in the context of, is it going to be Trump? Is it going to be DeSantis? Is it going to be Nikki Haley? You have to have massive numbers of people who support Trump decide all of a sudden to no longer support him. Now, you know Trump supporters. Some of you are Trump supporters. Can you imagine any endorsement in the world making you decide or people that you know that are Trump supporters decide Oh, now I'm not going to support Trump. Any endorsement from any organization, any from any governor. I mean, I, I can't. I, I just cannot imagine that. This is one of the great difficulties the establishment has had with Trump is the fact that the people who support Trump they they support Trump. He's delivered in areas that they believe in. And something we've talked about before, there's that authentic factor of he just wants uh, things to be better in America. Uh, For him, it's not about rewarding this group over here or rewarding that group or, okay, well, you know, I've got to push the EV thing. So we're going to partner up with China and give tax credit. It's just whatever is going to make the country better. Overall, whatever is going to make everyone's lives better, whatever is going to, you know, that that is his approach. It's winning. And while that is crazy to some people, to a lot of people that makes sense. 
They just they just want things better. <laughs> That's it. And they feel, and I agree, Trump clearly demonstrated in so many ways he did that. And I just, I think some of these organizations have inflated views of their impact on the general public because they have clout with elected officials. You know, you have some, and incidentally, this is not a slam on, you know, Americans for prosperity by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, this applies to especially more conservative groups. Now, you are and maybe there may be a little bit more impact when it comes to some of the left wing operations. Um, but but still, I think overall the principle does apply here. Um, the, the, these, I think these conservative organizations, because they are coveted, their endorsements are coveted, because they get phone calls and they're, they're, they get this sense that we're in the in crowd. And so because they are important to presidential candidates, because they are important to people running for the Senate, you know, I, I think that there is a false sense of impact that because I'm important over here, that means I'm important everywhere. It's like the big guy on campus in high school, you know, always popular through high school because you're surrounded by people that love you and you're fantastic, you're great. And then you move away, you go to college, and all of a sudden you realize you're not nobody. People don't. Who are you? Oh, okay. I mean, you even wonder what portion of the Republican base can tell you anything about these any of these organizations like Americans for Prosperity. There are a few the NRA, though, it has lost much of its credibility. I, I just don't know that there are any individuals or any organizations that really ultimately move the needle when it comes to these high profile situations. Now, that I, I do believe that it can have an impact in races that are more local and the voters don't really have much information about the individuals. I mean, I can tell you that we oftentimes get messages when it comes to local primaries. Uh, hey, are you all endorsing anyone? And it's because there isn't oftentimes a lot of knowledge about the individuals. We hear this when it comes to judges all the time. Like, where do we even get information? And so there is such a lack of information that the voter has that they, they don't know one from the other at all. So they will look to somebody that they believe does have that information that they trust and ask in that capacity. And I think it can make a difference when it comes to that. But that's not what we're talking about with Trump or these high profile people. It's not like, well, I've never really heard of this individual. I, you know, I, I don't know any of these people that are right. Let's see, somebody called Trump, somebody called Haley, somebody called to say, I, I, I don't have much information about any of these individuals. So I'm going to look for someone that I trust that does have the information on these individuals. Uh, and, and then at that, if somebody is so out of the loop that they don't have any information about these people that are this high profile, an organization like Americans for Prosperity or any other, they're not going to know anything about that organization either. And so I, I just don't think that there's nearly as much relevance in these endorsements other than headlines 
when it really comes down to somebody going and casting their vote, uh, particularly on a national level, whether it's Black Lives Matter chapter in Rhode Island for Donald Trump, um, although that does signal uh, an overall potential shift that has been occurring when it comes to the black vote away from Democrats. But when it comes to specific elections and Americans for Prosperity coming out for, you know, or Joni Ernst coming out for, you know, DeSantis or, you know, any of these different. I I just I don't know. Maybe in some states, maybe with some people, it does have a disproportionate impact. Frankly, I don't even think that Trump's endorsements have that much of an impact one way or another with a lot of Trump supporters. I, I, I just not nearly as much as a lot of people think that it would. It may help when it comes to fundraising. And it's great to have an event where that person can bring people to the event. And then you've got a sea of people that are there. This is where Trump would be extremely valuable. It's where Obama was valuable for a period of time. And and so you just get the imagery of the excitement and, and you can build upon that. But just really when it comes down to it, I, I don't know. And I think this is such a stark example of it. Washington Examiner. Sununu plans to crown his New Hampshire Trump alternative in the next few weeks. Governor Chris Sununu, Republican New Hampshire, preparing to issue his coveted endorsement in the Republican presidential primary in the coming weeks, which could give his selected candidate the boost necessary to compete with former President Donald Trump in New Hampshire. In an interview Monday with the Washington Examiner, Sununu said he will likely make his endorsement in the next few weeks. New Hampshire is set to hold its presidential primary contest January 23rd. He says, I'll be on the campaign trail. The New Hampshire governor's endorsement could prove valuable to Republican candidates seeking the nomination, particularly in New Hampshire, where undeclared voters are able to vote in the Republican primary. Sununu, who's in his fourth term, has a 63 percent approval rating, so forth, so forth. And this is, to me, A level, just a degree of narcissism where these people believe that they have much more influence with the average voter than they, they actually do. And I could be wrong. It, it, as human beings, we tend to project. And because it is largely irrelevant to me, I'm like, I don't care what they say. I, you know, it's not gonna, I've got my understanding of my beliefs. Now, I'll, if they want to articulate, here are the reasons why. I'm certainly going to listen, um, but simply because this person says this is who I'm voting for, I, and, uh, it, it's just lost on me. It's irrelevant. So perhaps I project that in a larger capacity than it should be. But I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, I think a lot of this comes from this place in my mind where Trump's going to get this nomination. And you see all of this. I I understand continuing to run. I understand continuing to run with eyes on 2024. But this evaluation as if it is still anyone's game when it isn't. And that isn't to say there could not be some black swan moment where something completely unpredictably insane happens that causes Trump supporters to all of a sudden abandon him. That's the sort of scenario that I, I can't even imagine what it would be. Hence the black swan reference. But um, 
but outside of that, this thing is pretty clear. Um, it's just as clear as Biden getting the nomination, barring, you know, the deep state or stroke or poops his pants in public or something. Even at least two out of three of those, he'd probably still survive. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers. Thank you. I'm excited because I'm taking a trip to Monet later today to do some Christmas shopping at Quick Draw Gun. I'm going to. Uh, Yeah, you are. You're going to help me out. Uh, But I'm going to get some custom laser engraving done. But I'm also looking for some stocking stuffers for the husband. That's where you can help me out with some items. Um, But also, if you have that person in your life that is a little difficult to shop for brad and his team they do a great job listening and working with you so you can find the right gift for that special someone now whether you're looking for a gift uh to just gift a firearm for christmas firearm accessories concealed carry purses uh custom laser engraving seracoding services or you're like me you need stocking stuffers the team down there are truly experts and i do want to mention if you are wanting custom laser engraving or seracoding services for Christmas, you need to call Brad ASAP because the last time I talked to him, they were almost full. So if you are wanting that, uh, make sure to get your call in today. But in the meantime, if you have any questions for Brad and his team, you can find all of the contact information for Quick Draw Gun and Monette under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Uh, so there, there was a story in the Washington Examiner, uh, Nikki Haley mocking Trump's South Carolina football game visit as she shores up home state support. And so let me read this to you. And I, I had to actually read it a couple of times because I, 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 it just seemed like an odd thing to me. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley returned to her home state Monday, restaking her claim in South Carolina following former President Donald Trump's appearance at the annual Palmetto Bowl with Governor Henry McMaster, Republican South Carolina. Trump attended the University of South Carolina versus Clemson University rivalry uh, football game Saturday when Haley's alma mater, the Clemson Tigers, bested the Gamecocks. Trump was greeted by applause and cheers at the William Bryce Stadium and some booing according to footage outside the game. Whatever that means, according to footage. Like, Like it was the footage saying, hey, you know, just so you know. The trip was even more notable given Trump's uh, re, uh, relatively relatively infrequent campaign stops, particularly in the Palmetto State. Haley poked fun at Trump's appearance at the University of South Carolina campus, noting that the home team ultimately lost to her former school, where she is on the board of trustees, saying, quote, how did it work out for the Gamecocks having Trump show up, she asked, during a uh, Bluffton, South Carolina campaign rally. Trump did not take sides in the matchup with his campaign saying he just hoped to see a good game. Now, the reason that I read this a couple of times, because I was like, now, wait a minute. Both of these schools are in South Carolina. And so Nikki Haley is mocking a South. Now, I understand one of them is is her alma mater. I, I understand that. But it just seemed like such a dumb move. It's little and insignificant, but just to decide, okay, well, we got Trump also showed up. He's getting attention and everything. So we got to make a dig at him. So what we're going to do is in order to make a dig at him, mock the University of South Carolina's loss. When it's like your this is your state. 
you should be the one that's taking the, the what the Trump position was like, hey, we're not picking sides in this thing. We just want to see a great game. Everyone's awesome. And Nikki Haley's approach is, well, let's mock one of these two South Carolina universities, which is my it, it just seemed like such a dumb thing to me. And it, it honestly did not make sense. It made as much sense as what was what did she say? Well, what was it she said during the debate? And we thought, did she mean this? Remember, she said something odd. And uh, we're like, what is she yes. talking about? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, though. I don't either. But all that I will say. My opinion about this, take with a grain of salt, because increasingly I just do not like her. I, I just don't. I I liked her as an UN ambassador. Uh, she regained some of my uh, affection. I liked her as the what limited information I had you know, of her when she was governor of South Carolina until she bowed down to the rioters and protesters and, and gave in to their demands about removing statues. And I was like, well, that's not leadership. Um, uh, but then, you know, she I, I thought she did a good job as the ambassador to the U.N., really sticking it to him and standing up for Israel. Um, but as she's on the campaign trail more and more. I, I just don't like her. And, and every time... I see her. I like her even less. So take my uh, opinion on her with a grain of salt. I feel like she is very. It is an. She is an attempt for the Republican Party to take back the party from Donald Trump and give it back to the Johnson Nunus and the Bushes and the Romneys and the McCains and and I just don't think that's a winning formula for the party or. For the country. Facebook Live, everyone. Uh, 1041 Nick Reed. That is sponsored by our good friends at Springfield Raps, who designed the KSGF studio. Two more hours of awesomeness ahead. News in 60 seconds.